Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies, this is Maddie Baldwin, and we're back for another podcast episode. This podcast episode, we have a amazing guest here with us today. I am so excited for you to get to meet her and hear about all the projects and everything that she's been working on. Um, but I'll go ahead and jump right in and let her introduce herself. Um, so podcast guest, if you just want to tell us your name, and then kind of tell us just what your career is or what you do, um, and then kind of just what that means for you. That would be awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Sophie Diener, and I right now am working as a poet and also a teacher. So um, in my teacher world, I teach uh, high school and junior high intervention. Um, and then in my poet world, <laughs> um, I'm kind of doing like the social media thing. So. Um, I have about 200,000 followers on TikTok, I think, and I just post my spoken word poetry. Um, and I'm currently just in the process of kind of trying to compile some of the poems I've written and maybe put them like in a book format. Okay, that's so cool to hear, Sophie. So you said that you're doing poetry right now. And then um, I think you're also doing your teaching a little bit too. Is that is that right? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. So is the teaching a new thing or is that an old thing or how long have you been doing that for? Um, this is my first year teaching. So I graduated from college um, last December and I okay. kind of just like subbed all substitute taught um, all semester in the spring. Uh, and so this is my first year, like having my own classroom and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And so like with that, how long have you been doing your poetry then as well? Um, I think... I, I grew up, you know, like writing. Um, I, right. I more lean toward like writing music and stuff. But okay. um, I think the beginning of my senior year of college, um, I just got kind of interested in poetry. Um, I heard like yeah. a couple spoken word videos and I thought that was really cool. So um, I started trying to do that. Uh, so probably for like two years now, I've been writing poetry. That's so interesting that you really got into poetry kind of than through spoken word. And I know that you right now, which is one of the reasons that I thought would be amazing to have you on the show, but I know that you put your poetry on TikTok. Um, so was there like any crossovers with that, like from like, you know, like the spoken word to putting it on TikTok or kind of what, what does your journey look like with deciding and uh, to get that content and your poetry out on TikTok? What does that look like for you? Yeah, I really like hearing poetry out loud uh, okay. a lot more than I like reading it. And so that's kind of what I write it toward. I, I write it more for how it sounds than how it looks on a page. Um, but yeah, I just, I write a poem and I, I kind of record myself as I go just so I can see how it sounds out loud. 
Um, and then once it's done, if I like it enough, then I just record a video of me saying it and put it on TikTok. <laughs> so with getting started with that whole process, do you feel like there was any big barriers that you really had to like overcome or that um, made it hard for you to start getting your content out on TikTok? Because I know that like TikTok is really starting to become such a big social media thing and there's so many different aspects and sides that go into that. So did, yeah, were there any like barriers for you on that end? Yeah. So I was kind of embarrassed of people okay. I knew in real life seeing that kind of thing. So I made a secret account <laughs> okay. so, that, uh, yeah, so that no one I knew would see it, which like, obviously that's not something you have to do. I mean, I don't think anyone really cares that much about what you're doing online, but um, that was just a good way for me to like feel confident just putting my work out there. Um, okay. And I think like the first time I posted a poem, um, it got like a lot of views. And so uh, I just kept doing that because I was really encouraging. Um, and so now I'm happy if people I know see it, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of how I gave myself courage to do it in the beginning. I just made an account where no one I knew followed me. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So was that your account that you started with? Is that your public account now or did you make a new account yeah. or, okay. So it's the no, same yeah, account? Yeah, that's, that's my same account. Yeah. Okay. So it just kind of started out as a little bit of a secret and then kind of went, blossomed from there into a whole bigger thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, yeah. No, that's so great. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so like to go deeper into that, I know that you said that it was kind of nerve wracking, especially at the beginning, just to really like put your content out there, which I think you mentioned like with starting with the secret account, but then opening it up later. Um, but do you feel that like there, what, like what helped you really become confident enough to actually get your content out there? Like to move from the secret account to just putting everything out there? Like, were there any, um, anything specific that you did or that you went through like with your poetry or your writing or, um, what did that kind of look like for you on that journey? Yeah. Um, I mean, for one, like the feedback I got was like so positive and, um, yeah. it was just nice to see like people relating to what I said. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but another thing, yeah, I think that helped is like, obviously like in my writing, I want to be authentic and I want to like talk about my true experiences, but there's also a part of me that like wants to keep my private life private. So, um, I think yeah. it, it has helped me to kind of like, you know, take my feelings and maybe write about them in a different way than like how something actually happened or um, kind of try to make some okay, of my yeah, poems yeah. more, yeah, like universal themes than uh, like super, super personal to me just because, I mean, that just makes it easier for me to share because I'm not like laying my soul bare for the whole internet to see, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something no, that, that def definitely made me more comfortable initially. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. So, like having like a little bit of a separation between your private life and then also like the poetry you write. So like you said, like a lot of your poems are kind of based on emotions, but might not be necessarily the right, like, or like the full event. Is that kind of what you mean? Like with that or, um, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, kind of like going into that. Yeah. That's just like a cool idea and way to take your poetry and your poems and everything. Um, yeah, I love that yeah. like different side of just like the private life and then also keeping it because that's like, especially with TikTok, I think with TikTok being such a public platform, I think there's such this like push just 
to put every part of yourself out there all the time. And sometimes that can get right. really stressful or just like so much for that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So as you're like writing your poetry and putting it on TikTok and doing that whole process, what's like one of your favorite things that's come out of that? Just th- yeah. One of the favorite things that you've really felt that you get to do with that. And then what's also like one of the hardest parts of it? Um, I mean, probably my favorite thing about it is like, people reading my writing or like listening to what I have to say. I mean, that's like been the dream forever, you know? Um, Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) Like that's what I like wanted to happen when I was like in fourth grade, like writing little songs in my notebooks. So, I mean, that's like, it's still kind of unbelievable to me. Just the fact that like people are willing to take time to like read the words that I write. Um, I just think that's super cool. Um, And I love like connecting with people through that, you know? Um, I mean, it's kind of like, Oh, and like I write about my experience with anxiety. There's so many people who like come to me and say, you know, me too. So like, that's kind of a way to like feel so much less alone, like in your struggles, which is really nice. Absolutely. Um, And I'm happy that like, yeah, I'm happy that like other people get to feel maybe a little less alone reading my poems too. That's really cool. Um, (laughs) uh, Kind of going off of that, probably the hardest (laughs) thing is like, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome. um, That's kind of... Uh, it can be sort of hard to get past sometimes just like, you know, when is this going to end or like, when's it all going to, you know, be done for me kind of, um, which is like scary. And like, I, you know, try to find ways to cope with that because like, I think that everyone experiences that, you know, um, but yeah, it's definitely like a unique feeling (laughs) just to feel like, uh, wonder if like you really like deserve like the attention that you're getting or like is it really good or like am I tricking people somehow <laughs> I don't know um but yeah that's probably been the hardest thing to deal with <laughs> yeah no that's really interesting just like I think going off like both of those things like with you talking about like having like a little bit of anxiety but like also like finding community around that anxiety but then also talking about imposter syndrome um but how like yeah I think just talking about how all those things, which I think, and I've talked about this on with a couple other guests too, but just how for, I mean, I think it just is true is that such a marker of like Gen Z, I think is that we do have like such, maybe not higher necessarily, but like a much more public view and happening of like anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome. Like that's right. just like so, so much more of like something that we have to deal with or something that's becoming uh, just like a bigger thing, I think, especially with Gen Z, but how... I think like with things like your poetry and your art and what you're doing is that you can really create community around these things as well that are like really hard things, but that when we talk about them and really like bring people together, like that can be such a cool thing and connect people with that. Yeah. So with like your poetry and just creating community, have you like, what are the best ways that you've seen like community come out of really like what? you've yeah like what you've created or like have you made any friends like through your poetry or um do you see like the community from the audience that you're like growing like curating and like growing and becoming a bigger thing or how do you how do you think that I guess art and social media and all of that kind of wrap up community and where do you see that going in the future yeah um I'd say like one of the really cool things about um how my poetry has kind of built me a community is like 
I I follow a lot of like artists and and, and songwriters on TikTok. Um, and it's just yeah. like it feels really cool when they follow me back. <laughs> um, that is just because cool. like yeah. yeah, like now I feel like we're friends somehow. Um, but like it's just cool that like I can you know like so admire and connect to someone else's art, um, and then like they can you know, so easily get a chance to see mine, just like with how the For You page works, you know, um, and they can like connect to mine too. Um, and so that, that feels really cool, even if it is just like on social media, you know, even if we live super far apart, like it's cool to be connected to people that you really admire in that way, I think. Um, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And also just like, even with like my own, you know, like in real life friends, um, it's been cool like to post a poem or, or something. And then that's kind of like a way that like they can open up to me like, well, like mm-hmm. I really relate to this or like, well, I didn't realize like this is something that you experienced too. Um, and so like, it, it is kind of just like, you know, writing and it's in and of itself is, is a cool way to like give people a chance to connect with you like on a deeper level, I think. Yeah, no. And I think, yeah, I think that's great. All <laughs> you said, I totally agree. Um, and just, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like really cool to hear about just like how that's like let your friends to like reach out to you like a little bit more like in your own life yeah. and um, how that's all worked together. Do you at all, this is a little bit of an out there question, but do you bring your poetry like into your classroom at all while you're teaching or do you like keep the two jobs pretty separate? Um, so uh, it's kind of tricky because I mean, I don't really want my students, like, to try to talk to me on social media. No, I, that, would be, that would be a little weird. <laughs> yeah, very fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but high, I, I'm teaching high school, and so okay. this is something I have not done. I've not been in a high school classroom, and so I don't know okay. as much how it's going to work there. Um, but when I was in an elementary school, um, it was kind of fun to, like, you know, sometimes teachers would have me talk to their classes about it, um, just like about what I do kind of uh, outside of school. And right. and that was cool for them to see like someone they know, like, you know, publicly writing. Um, I think yeah. that, like, that can make, yeah, like make it seem like a little bit more attainable. They're like, to oh, them. I can actually and, you know, do this. I mean, I think it's, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and yeah. I think it's, you know, less, less nerve wracking when it's little kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know how, like, my high schoolers would take it, but we'll see, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they, no, that's, that's probably great. not something I'll talk about a lot, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love what you said, though, about, like, I feel like in elementary school, it helps them kind of see that, like, writing is maybe more of, like, it's an, it makes it always seem more attainable when you see someone else that you know well doing it, right? Yeah. So, right, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, along those lines, too, like, if there is like another someone like in Gen Z or he like likes to write poetry, but doesn't really know how to get started really either with like sharing it on TikTok or just in general writing poetry. Like what advice would you give to them to really get started with writing poetry? And then also like if they're wanting to share it like on social media or on TikTok, like, yeah. Like what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out or maybe like things that you've done that you would have avoided at first for them? Yeah. Um, for, for writing poetry in general, I mean, I think that poetry is a great place to start writing because it's so broad. I mean, poetry, I think can look like so many different things. Um, and so for me, I mean, 
I, I read a lot and I think that that's helped me, um, you know, kind of find my own voice, just like seeing how different other people's voices can be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that just writing as often as you can is going to make you, is going to make you better and is just going to make you feel more confident, like in how you want to sound. Um, I mean, I feel like my voice is like developed in my writing so much over the past year. Um, and that's just made it easier for me to write. Yeah. Uh, so just like spend time. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, like, sorry, yeah. you know, practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as for, as for TikTok, I mean, I, I think that like, which I think that this probably is going away a little bit because I think that, you know, Gen Z is like much more social media savvy than like right. past generations, obviously. Um, but like, I was so afraid of like looking cringy, you know, but like, I wish, yes, I mean, yeah. I could just tell myself like, that's so unnecessary to feel because like, I've never like looked at someone's account who was like trying to put themselves out there and like genuinely trying to share their art and been like, ah, that's so embarrassing that they're doing that, you know? <laughs> like, like, what like, are you doing? And I don't yeah. think that, right, yeah, like I've never yeah. thought that. Like, it's okay to just like want to share your art with people. Like, that's totally natural. Um, and so, like, my advice to that would just be like, I mean, I know that it's easier said than done, but like, just don't be worried about what other people think because like it, it really doesn't matter that much. And also they're probably not thinking as much about you as you think they might be, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, like, think, I just, yeah. I wish that I wouldn't have been so scared. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I think that's great advice too about, and a little bit of a wake up call that I think can be hard to hear sometimes too, but that's that people probably aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are, which is both. It's so interesting because it's like such a relief, but then it's also like, it's like a little two-sided sometimes. You're like, oh, well, I want them to think about right. my art, you know, but I'm yeah. like, but also, <laughs> it's like a little bit of both. So like remembering the good sides and the bad sides of that, definitely. Yeah, no, that's, that's right, great. Yeah. So yeah. So as like, if, like we were saying, like if uh, someone's like starting to get into poetry or they're like um, taking your advice and they're kind of moving forward, um, it's so like, I think we, we, when you're like writing a poem, like step by step, what, like, do you have like a method that you use to write your poetry or do you just kind of like stream of consciousness, just put it all out there? Or do you like really think about it? Like, do you, yeah. Like what's your, your um, process look like with poetry? Yeah. I, I kind of wish I had more <laughs> of a structured method, honestly, because okay. I think it would make my life easier sometimes, but I have not figured that out yet. Um, okay. Usually I like think of a line that I like, you know, kind of randomly, right, like right. maybe I'll be driving or something. Um, so like I'll write it down in my notes real fast or I'll record it in my voice memos. Um, and then maybe I'll use it or maybe I won't, but I mean, usually it starts with a line. Uh, okay. I, I try to make it start with topics sometimes. Like if I really think that, that this is like a topic that I definitely want to write about, but I mean, it, it is hard kind of to make myself write sometimes. Um. No, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I write a little bit, like I write more like novels and stuff, but yeah, and I, I used to do poetry, but more novels, but I wish I had a structure. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah. 
I always just like write and then I'll like get someone I'm like this this doesn't match up like the plot is completely wrong you have to go back but like yeah it'd be helpful to have a structure so I get that but sometimes yeah harder in a way yeah 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 no that's great though yeah um did you I'm sorry (laughs) did you finish talk just like I like you just like start with a line or just um kind of just get over it and then see what happens yeah yeah so I mean sometimes I'll really get in the flow but you know like like you said sometimes like you write a bunch of stuff and you're like what am I even doing (laughs) and and that's okay like right um, right I mean I think like any kind of writing like it's always going to be good practice even if I don't end up using it um and then and sometimes like it just feels good to like you know maybe get out a bunch of stuff that like I don't want to say or I don't want to post on the internet you know, kind of to make way for something that I do. So that's kind of how I try to frame it in my mind. Even if like, I'm going through like a long period of kind of writer's block, I just try to tell myself like, this too shall pass, you know, Um, at least I'm getting out something. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you have like, like when you're writing your poems, do you post every poem you write on TikTok? Or is it like a small percentage? Or um, what does like that look like? Like, how much you are producing, like you keep a lot private just like for yourself or how does that look like? Um, at first I was posting like every poem. Um, and now I don't do that as much for one, just because like, I want to have content I could use in the future for when like, I'm not up to, (laughs) um, writing a bunch or like when I'm in a busy period of my life. Um, and then for two, like some poems are, um, just poems that like, I don't really, have any interest in showing anyone else whether like that's because I'm afraid that like change my mind about something or (laughs) or if it's just like super private to me um you know some poems I do just keep in my journal and that's like good for me you know yeah no definitely so going off that just I think with talking about social media and like privacy a little bit how do you like do you think that that that's something that for other people to practice is like a healthy thing to practice for people. Like, yeah. Like what is like, what was, are your thoughts just around like privacy and social media in general? Not necessarily just about like your work, but like, do you feel like just like on your personal social media, do you are, like, yeah. What are your views around like privacy, social media? That's a little bit of an out there question I know as I well, but <laughs> with like how, yeah. How you're sh- Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say I, I value my privacy a lot. And, and I think that a lot of that has to do with like, I am a lot more introverted than uh, I am extroverted. So uh, I, it almost kind of like drains me to be super, like, I don't know, super vulnerable. Out yeah. there showing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, yeah, on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which like, I think there's a balance, right? Because I love like this conversation around you know, being yourself on social media and like showing like the good with the bad and like letting people know that like most of the time we're just posting our highlights. We're not like really posting everything. Um, and like, so obviously I don't want to just like pretend like my life is like picture perfect on Instagram or anything like that. But, um, I mean, I also think that like, I don't need to tell people every time I'm like having a bad day, you know? (laughs) So, I think it's definitely a balance. So um, I don't know. I mean, a a lot of my social media now has been 
more attuned to my poetry. I don't really post a lot like about my personal life unless it's something like I'm really right. excited about. You know, like I just got married. So obviously I posted that on my Instagram. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah, really <laughs> yeah we should have started with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, no, I think those are great points though. Just, I mean, I think I've just even thought about it. And I think like just talking about even with like everything on the rise. I mean, and we can like, it's probably just speculation really. Like I don't really have any hard facts to back this up, but like with the rise of like anxiety, depression, you know, like imposter syndrome. I mean, I feel like I've even seen and like had like lots of conversations with friends and people how I think social media plays such a role in that as well. And I think, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, and there's like lots of reasons for that. um, But I think that sometimes like a good way to get around that is just actually to increase our like privacy on social media or just to share just the things that we're really excited about or that we're like that we're we know you know because I think that a lot of times maybe like we'll post something and then we're not like really confident if we wanted to post that or if we really wanted that information out and then it's a lot of like well how are people perceiving me how are they thinking about me when really we probably could have just not posted anything. It would have have been fine. Yeah. I just think it's an interesting like back and forth with what the best, I mean, I don't know if there's like really a right or wrong answer, you know, with like social media, because I don't mean social media is not going away. I mean, I think it would. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's going to (laughs) go away ever. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think like, obviously everyone's going to have a different approach to that. Like it's totally fine. I think just doing whatever makes you feel like the most true to yourself and the most comfortable is what you should be doing (laughs) yeah no that that's a great way to put it yeah I think just check in with yourself and then I think a lot of times like we can like push down emotions a lot of times but kind of like checking with our emotions be like okay how do I actually feel about this what do I actually want to do absolutely just going with the flow yeah just falling into things sometimes yeah um no that's that's great to like hear about just I mean just your social media and your poetry and all of that and how that's all kind of transpired for you so like with where you're at now and everything that you've been able to accomplish, um, which is so cool and so amazing, by the way. Um, I love your poetry. I was going to say, I, re- I mean, like I watch your videos and I love them, um, which is Thank one reason you. I reached out to you. Yeah, they're really, they're really so good. Um, but would you take the same path you've taken, do you think? Or um, even if you would have ended up in the same place, would you have done different things? Or are you happy with the way you've gone? Or would you be doing something else if you had your cho- like your choice? Um yeah like what does that look like for you so it's kind of funny interestingly like the reason that I think I had so much time to write in the first place was because what was supposed to be my last semester of college I ended up just staying home and not going so I took that semester off um and that was like a super hard decision for me yeah it was because like during that time, I had just like been experiencing a lot of anxiety. And like for the first time in my life, I was like having these really bad panic attacks. Um, and so I ended up just staying home uh, and I felt really, really bad about it. Um, and then I kind of was just like bored all the time <laughs> because I was in my hometown. I was living with my parents. Uh, all my friends were just like gone, you know? And, and so like, I just didn't have a lot to do. Um, but like, that's when I really started writing like daily. Um, and it, it's kind of funny because I do wonder like if this all would have happened to me, like if that wouldn't have happened. So 
while I'm not necessarily grateful that like, I mean, that was like the hardest time of my life so far, you know, so I'm not necessarily like happy that I had to go through that, but um, like, I am happy for what happened, you know, while that kind of was happening, I guess. So I don't know, like, it's interesting. Um, I didn't really like set out, you know, meaning to like get a bunch of followers on TikTok because I posted poetry, like, but I mean, I'm certainly glad that it did happen. And if that's the way that like it had to happen, then like, I'm very grateful, I guess. Um, But yeah, it it is interesting to me that like out of such a hard time in my life, like this really cool thing happened to me, (laughs) if that makes sense. I know that was kind of a lot that I just said, but. No, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think, and that's like such like a cool place of too, like when we have like hard things happen, but we can like make something really cool happen because of them. And I feel like that's kind of just the human experience a little bit too is right. All of, I mean, and like lots of life is good, but like lots of life is hard, but how do we like move forward and like continue with that? Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. So like, I know that you were just talking about, um, kind of how like anxiety during that time was like really difficult for you. And it sounds like maybe the poetry is kind of the answer to this question. But did you, I mean, besides poetry, or if the answer is poetry, that's great. But was there anything that you really used specifically to kind of move forward in that part of your life for you? Or, um, yeah, like what what did you use to kind of learn how to deal day to day with that or to move forward? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it Which was is a big question. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which and might like, not be an have... answer. <laughs> I, I feel like I have a lot of ways that I could answer okay. that. I mean, for one, just like, I mean, the decision to stay home from my last semester of college, like that was completely my own. I mean, that wasn't, yeah. you know, like the first answer for anyone else around me, you know? Um, right. And I'm sure that was a super difficult decision to make as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Like, cause I was dealing with like, you know, a little bit of embarrassment. Um, I was, mm. I was dealing with like fear that I, I was dealing with, fear of missing out a lot because like I wanted to be back with my friends um right but realizing that like that was the right decision for me that helped with my anxiety like so much in general because that's like one of the first times that I really remember being like I'm trusting myself like regardless of what anyone else says you know regardless of what anyone else thinks is right I'm like looking inside me and saying I don't really need permission to do this. Like it's my life. And, um, you know, I mean, in some ways, like it was a privilege that I got, I had a place to stay, um, that like I had a place to be while I was dealing with that. But also like, that was definitely like, it wasn't just automatically the right decision. Like it wasn't clearly the right decision. Um, but just making that decision, it helped. Um, I also like, you know, started going to therapy, which was like, Oh, a lifesaver for me. Yeah, love therapy. Um, it was really, yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, just like, you know, daily walks, you know, <laughs> I mean, stuff like that. Uh, it just like, yeah, it was a lot of time of like finding little things to like make my days easier. Um, and man, I mean, it took a long time to like really feel better. Uh, but like, I just remember like how hopeless I felt in that time and how good I feel now about that aspect of my life. Like it's really pretty amazing. So 
you know, it was definitely a lot of baby steps, but I mean, I did it. And <laughs> obviously like I do still deal with anxiety, but just not to that scale whatsoever. So, um, yeah, I am really grateful for all the little things that I did during that time. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And just, yeah, hearing about kind of like all the choices you made and that, and I think like we were saying with social media, even like making the right decisions for yourself and like being okay to be like, Hey, right. this is what I need. And like, this is what I like. Yeah. This is like what I need in this time. This is what I'm going to do. Um, so, I mean, just like with life in general, um, and like moving forward from just, I mean, obviously those decisions were impacting like what your life was going to look like and like also like what your career. Um, but when like, we're looking at that and we're balancing like decisions that we have to make life career, how are how do you go about balancing everything and making them all work together? Do you feel like everything's kind of interwoven in your life or do you have things in blocks or what does that look like for you? Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just talking about this to one of my friends, but I feel like I almost need to get better at like compartmentalizing things <laughs> because <Me too. laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like I have that great, like work-life balance yet. Um, and like, you know, it's something that I'm always working on. Like, I think it's okay to not have it figured all out mm, yet. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't really want like my feelings about my work to like affect, you know, my life when I go home from work, whether that's like teaching or whether that's writing. And, and the hard thing about, about separating my life from writing is that like, it, it's such a, like, do it when you get the inspiration thing for me. Um, and so that's yeah. kind of hard because <laughs> it feels like I'm either like all into my writing or like, I'm worried about how I'm not currently all into my writing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't um, so really like, I... <laughs> yeah, you can't really just like sit down and be like, hey, I'm going to write this poem about this from like one to two today. Yeah, yeah you kind of have to feel it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. And so that that is kind of hard. And I'm working on like, you know, trying to find, you know, larger blocks of time where I can just sit down and say like, okay, I'm going to dedicate this time to writing, like even if nothing good comes out of it at least I don't have to be like stressed about the fact that I'm not currently writing. <laughs> yes, yeah. um, so I'm sure that's something I'll get, I'll get better at, but yeah, right now I don't really have the, the answer to a good work-life balance. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. Yeah. And I think that I liked what you said about it's okay to not have it all figured out. Cause I think we do all the time feel like we have to have everything figured out all the time when in reality, sometimes it's okay to have a little bit of chaos or just to be, wading right. through what you're trying to figure out for sure yeah yeah so absolutely with yeah so like with like being okay to like not have everything figured out and with kind of figuring out how to compartmentalize but things aren't like aren't quite there yet but like with just like moving through everything um do you feel like like what does that look like to you to like be living like a good life like yeah, like what is, I mean, that's like a really broad concept, like what is a good life? But when you think about that, like in relation to what you're doing now, um, and I guess like maybe throw in like what does success look like to you as well? And do you feel like success is related to living a good life? Do you feel like they're very separate ideas? Um, well, yeah, what does that look like when you're kind of building and creating your life? Yeah. Yeah, this is something I've been pondering a lot as I uh, grow, but um, <laughs> I, I think that like, 
a good life to me looks different than what I would have thought, you know, when I was younger. Like, I, I think that when I was growing up, my life was kind of like, like, I imagined my life in the context of like reaching like these big dreams. So like I wanted to be a writer in some context, you know? Um, but I think I imagine that being what made my life good. And it, it does make my life good. I mean, I love that aspect of my life, but like I'm realizing more now, like my favorite days are the ones like I'm with my friends or like I'm with my husband or I just get to like move really slowly through my day, you know, and just like feel loved or like be able to love other people. I think it's definitely a lot more like, um, you know, community and relationship centered than I imagined it would be, I guess. Um, which is like, you know, I mean, probably everyone knows that, Uh, (laughs) but it's just something I've realized, like, you know, I mean, my dream of being a writer coming true, it definitely doesn't like solve all my problems. Um, I mean, it doesn't really change the way that I see myself as much as I would like it to. Um, what, what gives me confidence and what brings me joy are the things that we're always going to, you know, they're the things that I was always going to have access to. So, you know, it makes me definitely like a lot more grateful for the things that I already had, I think. Um, and I am grateful, like, that I get to write and I am grateful that like that's becoming a bigger part of my life but I definitely think that like a good life for me is not necessarily going to be centered as much around career success as I thought it was going to be if that makes sense (laughs) so that's kind of an interesting realization yeah yeah no and I mean I think it's kind of cool too hearing how like you said that like some of your favorite days are the ones that you're spending with like the people you love like your friends or your husband but then also like how we talk about kind of which is like its own kind of community but then also how even like with your poetry you're curating community there too and I think that like you're right like it it just always comes back to the people you're with and the people that you're connecting with and um that really is just such a cool thing of life that I think sometimes it's easy to forget is that really what make like the underlying factor just under almost everything is like the people um and like getting to connect yeah. with people and build community there um yeah so I like love what you said about that and how that's kind of been like I guess like an underlying factor to kind of everything as well like your own yeah. emotions but how that's connected you with other people but then how it connects you with your friends but then also just getting to spend time with your friends is like one of the like the good great parts about that too yeah um, yeah, well, that's like so cool to hear just about, I guess, like your career and your life and how they kind of like work together. Um, and I hear a little bit just about like how your poetry journey, I think it's, I love that it was something you pursued, but it also kind of just happened. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, I feel, and I feel like that's kind of life though. Like I was talking to someone the other day and I was kind of like, I feel like just with building a career or life, it's. I mean, like, it has to be a balance of both going for it and, like, trying, but then on the other end, like, if it's not working, it's not working. So, like, you have to fall into it a little bit, you know, like, the opportunities have to open for you. So, it's, like, a little bit of both. Like, how do we fall into something, but also it was our intention to fall into it, you know, like, a little bit of a mix of both. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's so great. So, um, like, going forward with your poetry and you might not, do you have any like big plans coming up with that? Or are you just kind of 
just pushing forward and seeing what happens? Um, like I said, like I, you know, the, the goal is like to write the book. Um, yeah. Okay. And at so least, exciting. Like, right <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, that's something that I'm working on and that's something that's like, I think it's definitely kind of far away for me, but yeah. Um, you know, it, because like it, it does definitely take like a lot of work and a lot of time. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's probably like my, the biggest goal that I can see right now is just like a book, you know, like compiling my poetry into a book. Like it's something that like, I'm really excited to just like hold in my hands one day, you know? Um, so that's, that's probably like the biggest goal that I have for myself right now. Yeah. That's so great. Well, Whenever you know that that's coming out, let me know. I would love to buy a few copies. I would love to have that in my house. That would be so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely keep me in the Thank loop on that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, well, of course. Um, yeah. And I guess like really just the last question I have with your poetry. I know I've asked a lot of questions about your poetry, but it's so cool. Um, do, you, do you have like a like a poem that you've written that if you were like picking them out you'd be like this one this is my favorite poem I've written or this is the most meaningful to me like is there one that you or do you kind of like them all like yeah um I definitely don't like them all I will say okay (laughs) okay Um, and (laughs) and um honestly like my opinion on them changes a lot probably but I do have a favorite um and it's called no in love and um it's not like I mean it's not my most popular one um but I think it's like the most meaningful to me um it's just about like um loving who I am now rather than like loving who I dream of being um Mm. because like that's something that yeah I I do struggle with like I think this is this might sound sort of odd, but sometimes like, I wonder, am I really seeing myself when I'm imagining my future? Or am I seeing who I wish I was? And, and obviously, like, like, it's good, I think, to like, you know, have a version of yourself, like you want to become like that you can work toward. (laughs) Um, But but sometimes I wonder, like, am I taking out like, integral parts of me when Mm. I imagine myself reaching my goals like do I and and I think at the end of the day like that's just asking myself like do I really believe that I'm like capable of doing the things that I want to do like as I am um and so yeah I mean that poem just kind of like wrestles with that it's kind of like an affirmation type poem but um yeah that that one's definitely my favorite but yeah it's on my TikTok and Instagram so (laughs) That's so cool. I will. I will definitely have to go listen to that um, coming up because no, I like yeah. Those ideas are really really interesting, and I'd love to give them some more thought. Um, so in a moment, I'll ask you which where like your all your Instagram handles and everything, so people can find you. But just before that, um, for our audience who's listening, and I know we got like lots of poetry and stuff going on, but is there anything new that in your life that you're been really interested in right now like what kind of I guess like what has been your I guess latest obsession um if you think that our audience would like want to get involved too yeah yeah so I mean this is pretty a pretty common 
uh, thing, but okay. I, I am like renting like a whole house, you know? Um, so I've like a lot of space and that has really like upped my obsession with plants. Like I, I I have plants. Yeah. Everywhere. And, you know, I've really been like looking up how to take care of them well and oh my gosh, they're thriving. So that's pretty exciting. (laughs) That is super exciting. My plants are not thriving. So that is impressive. (laughs) I might, (laughs) I might email you for some tips after this. what am I doing wrong? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that's like, I mean, one of those things, like I talked about, like, you know, they're kind of like little things I have to do like daily for my anxiety. And like, that's something that really helps me. Like, that's something I really look forward to when I wake up, you know, like misting my plants or watering my plants or like, I love like the process of like repotting a plant as it grows. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds kind of lame as I'm speaking about it, but (laughs) uh, that is something that I've been so excited about recently. Just my, my growing collection of plants. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that sounds lame at all. That sounds so cool. (laughs) I am always like looking for tips. Yeah. I've been like, when I, so I like have been moving around a lot recently, but I was out of the country for a little bit recently. And so I like brought all my plants. Oh wow. Yeah. And I brought all my plants home though, for my parents to like take care of for a while. And I've come back and they're like just hanging on by a thread. And I'm like, what did you all do? <laughs> I'm like, it's not that hard. <laughs> so right. I'm like, yeah. So I'm in the process right now of like nursing them back to health. So we'll see yeah. if it works. But I know. I just feel I'm like I've like t- I've had them with me for like two years, and I'm like I'm gone like two months, and they're all of a sudden. Anyways, it's okay. It's our little bit of. we've got going on right now but it's very funny um but yeah yeah, Sophie thank you so much just for taking the time to tell us like a little bit about your poetry and just how that looks in your life and everything that's going on with that um if our audience wants to like get in touch with you or listen to your poetry do you have any like what's your like tiktok handle or instagram handle or um anywhere that they can get plugged in with you um what would that be yeah, so I mainly post on TikTok, um, okay. which is at Sophie Diener, uh, and I I do put a little bit on Instagram, just not as much because I do like that video format better. Um, but my Instagram is also at Sophie Diener, so those are the places where you can find my poetry. Um, and I also have an Etsy store called Said by Sophie, and I sell prints of some of my poems on that. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, that's like an awesome little side of that. We didn't even get to talk about your like business, like the shop that you have. We'll have to do it another time. We'll add that on next time for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, thank you so much, Sophie. And for anyone who's listening, you can go find her at those handles that she just said. Um, and for audience, if you're interested in getting connected in with this podcast, you can follow us at Gen Z Girlies Podcast on. I think we've got Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And then if you're interested in being on the show, for anyone who's listening, feel free to send us an email at ginsygirlyspodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to just hear about you, hear about what you're doing in your life, and maybe set up a time to record and see what we can do about that. Um, but again, Sophie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so great. Just I, I This was just super exciting for me because I have like followed your poetry for a while and like loved it, um, just getting to see 
like what you're writing and everything. So that, this has just been exciting for me. <laughs> I'm not even not even our audience, but just for me. So this is just like <laughs> great for me. <laughs> um, but this is, yeah. So thank you so much, Sophie. And um, yeah, Gen Z girlies, thanks for listening as well.